Cynic podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by, uh, as always, by uh, the housewife's favourite, Lou McGaffrey. Yep, I'm here. Thank you. Um, it's always a pleasure to see uh, Sir Manbot, Sir Manny, Chris Sir Manny, Sir Manny, Sir Manny. Hi. Hi. I'm here. And uh, making his debut on the <laughs> bu- <laughs> uh, It's always good to have Brian McManus, the, the unit, as, Hello, we, as, as we call him. He's wearing a, a, a New York cap. Giants, New York Giants. Yeah, Giants, yes. American football. How is the the old uh, football? American football, how's that? How's all that? Uh, yeah, there's, it's good. It's starting in a couple of weeks' time. Um, have you got Training any, camp just now, so yeah. Got any picks? Any, um, who's, Not yet. Who's the rookie? We should do this as a feature, regular feature. Who's it's the second time I've worn an NFL piece of merchandise. Can you just shut the fuck up for a second? Right, who's the highest rated uh, rookie for the draft? I'm pointing at, at Sir Manny and uh, Brian. What? Do you have rookies in the draft from college and all yeah, that? Yeah, the draft was months and months ago. All right, was it? Who's, who's, good? Yeah. who's good? Who's good? Tell some good people. Good. There are hundreds of people that are good. Is Dan Marino still in it? Yeah. There's this boy, uh, Brett Favre, who I think is going to go I know go he's far. old. I know he's an old guy now. Yeah, keep your eye on him. Uh, yeah, if you've got any um, questions or comments about NFL, please don't direct them at us. Please direct them at an NFL account. Do podcast. Like an NFL podcast. No, take over that wrestling thing. How, how long does a game last? The four hour minutes, I think. The forty billion <laughs> hour. The two last, days last less than a football podcast that we six, do. Sixty minutes. Yeah, but there you go. But it does, sixty minutes cynic. There you go. Yeah, you talk about like dragging something the fuck out. Hold on, take, we'll take a time out here because you're just talking shit. Okay, sorry, Brian. It was a it was a joke. You know, you know, you're a, you're an American football fan. God bless you. So you're as well, Sir Manny, eh? To a lesser extent, yes. Yeah, good. Why Why are we talking about this? Right? See, you're we aside. What you need to do is you need to limit them, Christopher. Limit them. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Especially when we're so good just now. Yeah. How's the wrestling stuff? Did that? Did something mad happen at the weekend? Um, oh, you don't want to know. What happened? No. Who's the guy that's on steroids and all that? All of them. I know, but the one that got caught for Bro- doing the UFC Bro- stuff. Brock Lesnar got, um, it's horrible, um, he elbowed Randy Orton's head until it, a massive, massive black, the, the ring was covered in blood. I don't yeah, know I've seen how that, right? Allowed. And I'm like, that? It's like, supposed I know it's to be, fake blood and all that. No, but well, it's not fake blood, it's real. It was fake. It no, was no, fake. no, see see that, like, he's, he's in hospital still. Like, I had a big gash in his head. Oh, he's heated, massive Someone hole. showed me. Uh, but I, I don't know if that was a bit of a shoot. A shoot, I'm not going to go on, but a shoot is when someone does something real when they're not supposed to so like if you, if you get a shoot fire it's someone who actually will start fighting you and some people maybe think that because he just starts 
I've seen it. I big Randy, no think. Hold on, this wasn't in the script. Well, see, once the third ones came in and you're knocked out, I don't think there's much you can do about it. But then the referee was kind of holding back, and then the referee went and put gloves on before they tried to in- interject. Yeah, because it's uh, steroid leading blood. <laughs> so he doesn't Aye. want to. Anyway, let's and move on. Fonzie came out and there was a shark involved. And it was well, we, we caught, do you know, one of the biggest tweets we've had recently has been about um, the fact that you called Fonzie uncool. <laughs> Sir Manny, we had quite a few tweets. I had personal tweets. It was like, what, what, what's, uh, what's people saying uh, on the cynic that, that Fonzie's not cool? Well, he, he isn't. <laughs> okay, so right, his, his leather jacket was all right. <laughs> but when, what, what did they bring to the table? Free music? Well, that'll knock the jukebox. <laughs> That's pretty good. And, wait, what, he was about 40? And he was knitting high school lassies? Come on. And did they not, like, stay above Heavy a garage or something? Yeah, he stayed in a garage. <laughs> He was as old as Richie's da, and he was nipping down to the owls. Owls. It's not. Owls diner. Owls diner. Owls diner. Bumping them for the the jukebox, and then trying to go with high school girls. Uh, What was her um, Pinky Tuscadero? That was his girlfriend's name. And Leather was Leather Tuscadero was her sister. Anyway, cool. um, so okay. moving on, and, and just so everyone's aware, I didn't actually Google that. Um, Louis doesn't know who the Fonz is. Not a clue what you're talking about. No. Oh, okay. I knew more about American football five minutes ago. Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about... Uh, American culture. American culture. Yeah. Um, welcome to the 90 minutes now. Uh, Celtic defeated St. Johnston. We'll talk about the, the Beersheba game in, in a moment. I just want to focus on the game at the weekend, because there seems to be a sort of trend that's happening. Um we're going to be very, Sir Manny. You want to be positive. You want to, but then again, there's not a lot to be negative about. Um, I'm not. Do you know what? At one point in my life, I would have tried to find a negative. Not now. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> changed man. Look, he's smiling. Well, I don't know if that's a smile or some sort of. His socio- face like that was yeah, going on here. Frozen sociopathic. Um, <laughs> look, uh, you know what? You know what, Brian? What Brian? We've Brian. We've not on uh, last couple of games. But start with uh, the St. Johnson game if we could focus on that, to be fair. Um, didn't see it. <laughs> you fucking joking? <laughs> You've came in. Well, I'm being, I've seen the goals. The goals are tremendous. I listened to a bit of it. Um, and it sounded like just being totally in easy street again and then losing a couple of stupid goals. And it's weird because I, I wasn't really panicking. Um, whereas last season, losing one goal, yeah, you just think that's everything collapsing. Whereas... This season, although we're losing and have lost a couple of goals in the past uh, couple of games, I don't really feel it's an issue because you're always thinking that we're just going to go and score more anyway, which which turned out they did. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it last week. Um, well, I think the, the whole point is, I think we're going to outscore the opposition. Chris, what was your kind of take on What did you kind of feel about the game, uh, considering you actually watched the fucking game? So, so. Yes, yes. It was NFL training camp, what can I say? Okay, <laughs> Well, I I thought it was we'd just be continuing the fine form since that Motherwell game, you know, and uh, the the first leg of the the Hapwell game, you know, some of the attacking play we've we've been we've been playing is absolutely unbelievable. Um, Forest's goal, fantastic. We'll come to Forest again later, obviously. Yeah. Brown again, imperious in the midfield. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Was Forest's goals fantastic though? Other than, I mean, he just basically ran forward and scored. Uh, like, no, well, there was absolutely no well, he did. He didn't really. He actually. There was no opposition or. He was one actually. on. Let me just ask you this, Brian. Right? How many times have you seen um, James Forrest one on one 
with the goalkeeper and still fuck it up. He was one on one. Well, he wasn't because he had an actual. He was one on one with a defender, and he took yeah, him. And he beat, he beat, he beat, I mean, it was great. The, the, he took it well. To be fair, the, the defender was running backwards pretty much the whole length of the run. He didn't. He didn't really challenge him at any point. Yep, but to be fair. It looks as if Forrest has finally remembered how to beat a man. And and that's something that he's not done in ages, is actually take someone on and have the confidence to do it and beat them. Well, I think and and, and he'd done it a couple of times. He'd done it... Um, he do, he almost done it in the lead-up to the first goal, Griffiths' goal, and he'd done it himself there. Um, and his finish was so tight. I know, he really well. Yep. You know, the, he's, he's clearly not got a left foot. He has well, to have his right. That's that's one of the things I was going to say. I mean, it was a good finish. Like he bent his right foot, to <laughs> yeah. th- and it was all, it, it basically was this left foot is solely for standing on. Do you know what I mean? The way that he took it. But you, you, it was still a really good finish. No, it, it was. Do you know and, what I mean? And the point that Brian was making that was nobody was was challenging him. I think that's because defenders have seen his forms improve and started backing off him, backing off him now. Whereas the Forest of the last few years. You know, they you didn't strike fear into them. Yeah. It's like I mean, Forest of the last couple of years, it's literally get close to them and hit them hard, and he, he, I mean, he won't he won't bother. We're talking of Forest of the last couple of years. Forest up until three weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, the, the, that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of people you, you see talking about Brown and talking about Forest and saying, "Oh, where's all these football experts that wanted them out of the club and stuff like that?" I can't think of anybody who looked at James Forest as for any length of time. Then, do you know anybody that would have cared if he'd left before he signed his contract? Uh, to be honest, him. even when he signed his contract, I was. And by the way, as as you mentioned last week, I'm still to be convinced over a, over a long period of time. There needs to be more consistency. This is great, but as you said, Dermot said, this happens. We get bloody flashes from Forrest, and then you're like, <laughs> he, he's he's You've away. Been in discos in here. Uh, that's quite funny. <laughs> See, that, I knew there was a reason we brought him in. That's it, that's Witty, it. Uh, Louis. Um, what? from the game impressed you what disappointed you well done I'll have a look at my pre-prepared notes notes some of us are professional um, did you see the game when you're currently on BBC <laughs> yeah. looking at what happened um, I was going to do that on match report like last yeah, week absolutely um, no Tierney Tierney was I think by far the the biggest kind of standout for me I thought going forward defensively I thought he was he was brilliant he was all over the place um, his is this up, not your notes from every single Celtic game you've ever watched <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I first wrote this like two years ago um, no he, he, he was brilliant he's, it looks as if he's, he's he's striking up a good partnership with, uh, with Sinclair the two of them looked as if they were they were working well for each other um, and, and communicating which was good to see and we've not really had I, I, I can't really think of strong partnerships that we've really had. I mean, Lustig on the right side has never really been able to strike up a proper partnership with someone. People will tweet us and say Izagiri and Stokes, but that was, that was for about four or five games yeah. and it wasn't particularly good. Yeah, no. They, I mean, they had flashes as well, but I think Tierney and Sinclair have got a chance to really... Their, their, their places are really cemented. Yeah, I just want to um, jump in just for one second. It's Stokes and Izagiri... And then you compare that with Sinclair and Tierney; it's different levels. Right, of of course. But t- I mean, Tierney. One thing that impressed me about Tierney, um, kind of more than ever uh, in the St Johnson game, was the fact that, like Forrest, he was beating men, and he looked as if every time he, he either squared that uh, that defender up, 
or you know he was just bursting past him with pace. It just looked as if he had the beating of him all day long. Now obviously you're playing you're playing St Johnson. I'm not trying to say he's you know he's a he's a world beater, but he just he he always seems to be able you know a few games down the line he always seems to show you a wee bit extra, um, and he it doesn't show any signs of kind of you know regressing in any way or having hitting a wee bad patch. It looks as if he's just. Mr. Consistent which is great yeah. for a kid that's so young for, for uh, Rogic was brilliant um, especially first half um, some of the passes his stamina at times um, which I know we've all questioned um, his stamina at times kind of bust from kind of halfway line the one in particular when he ran it ended up pretty much running it out but he showed great pace and skill at one point to not make a boy on the way again shown as something that maybe doesn't show as enough um, but there was a, I think there was a lot of positives in there obviously until we gave away a couple of goals yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one thing I want to make about a point I want to make about Tierney is um, his um, you know what you said about how he beats man, men He's, he does play like a winger because you don't really know what he's going to do. Sometimes he goes on his right. Sometimes he crosses with his right foot. Goes on his right foot. Sometimes he shows them the inside. Sometimes he cut. He's just get. It's a variety of, of of different ways, and you know, and that makes me that maybe leads me to believe that he actually probably could play further up the pitch if the need comes. That do you agree with that, Chris? Yeah, but what I was also going to say is, unlike a lot of. Uh, attack-minded fullbacks, he can defend as well. Yeah, he's positionally very well. He's good timing in the tackle, um, which is what makes him so um, so impressive. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, think about this—the point where we were at last season, where was it the Fenerbahce game? I know he had played before that, but that's when it was his first start, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And from the Fenerbahce game, and now we're talking about one of the first names in the team sheet. Easily. Um, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Full international now as well. He's in the squad every week. That doesn't every... really mean much when you see the Scotland squad today. No, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean much when you see the Scotland squad. But frankly, to be get called up for your country, I think is no. I know, I know. It's, know it, it's fantastic, but it's been such a rise to prominence. I mean, it's not like he's came in and looked promising. He's came in and became one of our most important players. And it's not a flash in the pan. It, it really isn't because. Uh, I've never seen him make a mistake. I've seen him make him one mistake that one time when he was at the halfway line, ball comes and he miscontrols it, blah, you know, they have a one on one but they don't score. That was that's I can I can think of one well, mistake that Tierney's made in a year. Well, I mean, I think his position positioning over the times is, 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 is at times hasn't been a hundred percent, but that's obviously that's got a learning lot on better, the job, yeah, yeah. That and then like a lot of players I thought he was really poor in the Imps game. I mean, you know, there's been times where you've thought, uh, but his consistency has been frightening for such a young boy. You know? the, the only one thing that, that slightly frustrates me sometimes, and, and it's annoying because it, it it doesn't do it all the time, but sometimes Tierney, some of his strengths and when he set up goals is when he almost gets pretty much to the byline and cuts it back. And, he, and he's great at getting his head up, cutting it back to about the penalty spot because he knows people are going to be there. But sometimes recently he's had a tendency to batter it across, like yeah. like he like he did, the, like like he for, did the for the goal. Yep. Now that that to me wasn't you know if he'd been a wee bit more composed he could have picked someone out, but he just hammered it across. Now it, it was it ended up working being, in our favour. Yeah, it worked in our favour because he had it that hard that kind of ricocheted off our boy, which you could almost say it was handball. Um, it ricocheted and it worked out for us, but. I think that'll come. But the the other thing with Tierney is, 
not just footballing wise, he's physically he's still got levels to go in his development in terms of just growing and building up as as, as a man. That in a few years' time, when I mean when he gets to twenty five, twenty six. I mean, literally, he could be anywhere. He could really kick on, and and if he keeps developing, you you see the the likes of, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's development when when he, when he was seventeen, physic physical development from those years from Sporting Lisbon when he joined Man U and developed so much. Gareth Bale as well at Tottenham and now at Real Madrid. These players, if they're got the right head on them. They can really go places. I think Tierney yeah. could be one of those. I think actually, funnily enough, just to kind of interject a point about the whole Gareth Bale thing, uh, Oliver Burke, um, boy, it's Nottingham Forest. Forest yep. um, 18 in the Scotland squad again, boy from Fife. Um, he was like the Celtic have been linked with him. Um, I don't know if, if that's a goal or not, but uh, I've seen an interview with him and basically he was like, I can do what Gareth Bale does eventually. Why not? His attitude was very, not arrogant, but it was like, I'm reaching for the stars. And I, I liked... I like that attitude of uh, this is what I'm in for. I'm in for. I want to play. I want to play in European Cup finals, and that's a level that I think it's almost beaten out of Scottish footballers sometimes. That's what your man wanted. What Dyla? That's what Dyla wanted. Oh yeah, what reach for the stars? Pe- people who are willing to be athletes twenty four seven. Yeah, exactly. It's, but you're not going to get it all the time. Talk is cheap, <laughs> and Ronnie <laughs> likes cheap talk. Can you shut your Because he's you, a Norwegian. Ronnie, see what a difference? Ronnie's made at Valeringa already. Not even manager yet, and he's got them up to mid-table. I'm going to ask mid-table. you just, just by the aura. They were bottom of the league. Such an asshole. <laughs> I do like this character that you're playing. Um, Brian. Yes. Penalty. What? Did, did you see the penalty incident? He didn't see the game. <laughs> I didn't see it. Fuck's sake. I thought you would have seen the... Right, can you just sit in the corner and I'll bring you um, in? That's why I've not really contributed too much. I do think Keontino is overrated, but there you go. I'm like, I'm not like, Everyone looked at me. Um, before we get to before we get to the defensive deficiencies, or you know, another maybe it's not deficiencies, maybe it's something else. Um, oh, is this the Griffiths thing? Yeah, the penalty. Yeah, I did. Didn't see it in the real play, but I did see the photo of it. Oh, you saw a photo? Yeah, but no, the people have put out on social media saying this proves it's a penalty. Um, When I think it was Ginty said, well, no, because Griffiths played for it and kind of fell into the guy, and that's why you've got this still shot where it looks like the guy's made contact with Griffiths. He has made contact. Let me me ask you, Chris Armani, um, and then I'll get your thoughts as well. Penalty or not? What, the challenge on Griffiths? Yeah. Or no, let me repeat this. Let me change it. Dive or not? I don't think it was a dive, but it would have been a soft penalty. Um, and to be honest, what's the di- what's the difference between playing for it and diving? Well, you can go down, right? I think Chinatown. I think <laughs> if you, I think if you dive, I think if I think if you dive, you're consciously you know that you're diving and you're going down. I think there's a difference between feeling contact and taking advantage of the contact. I think there is a bit of a difference there. But did I Griffiths create the contact? I think he was going down before the contact happened. Aye, I think. Right, so he died. And watching it back, not at the time, and when I saw it at the time, full speed, I thought, hmm. But then when you see it back, I think he was looking for it. I think he was on the, on the road down anyway. Did you see the Diego Costa one? Yeah, I mean that's a dive. That's the boy at hearts. That was a dive. Did you see the 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 one at the Rangers game? No. Um, I will show you, gentlemen, the one of the Rangers game. 
so it was here's the, the Rangers one. Um could the screen be small? I know. I'll I'll post it as oh it's no it's uh I'll I'll post it on the on the Twitter to go with the actual podcast. Oh, but oh, here's the, the oh. Rangers one where he doesn't even touch him oh, and wow. he goes down. And Who's that? Uh I don't know who it is. Uh it's Halliday. Andy Halliday, uh, and I, this isn't this isn't a point scoring exercise in any way. I don't particularly care what what Rangers do, um, but yeah, that wasn't that was a dive as well. He didn't get booked for it. He actually got the free kick. To me, that's that. I wouldn't blame the referee for that one. I think he's just been conned. But retros, retrospectively, you know, we're getting into a murky area now where any anything that's not a hundred percent a penalty is going to be questioned. Well, the whole thing about it is, is I mean. People have been talking about it, but for me, it's not really a talking point. One, it didn't change the game either way. Do you know what I mean? I can I, I can imagine if there's a focal point on a decision whereby it affects the outcome of the game. But whether we got that penalty or not, uh, we were winning that game. The Griffiths get booked. They get for they a did, yeah. yeah. They get right, so the ref thought it was a dive. No, no, but that's the point. No, I think, um, and that's why I wanted to raise the point as is laid to bed now. So I don't know why. People were keep going. The reason people I think were going on about it was because the whole because I heard because of what Scott Brown said yeah. about the Scott Brown player, just cheating, um, and then try to differentiate between what's con- what you would consider a cheat in terms of gaining access to getting obviously gaining, gaining access to a penalty. Wow. It's not a, what the fuck does that mean? He unlocked it. Like uh, so <laughs> hacked into that box. So he did. Um, so Saturday uh, against St Johnson at Perth, really really hard to place to go. We go in at half time. After uh, Griffiths with a with a good goal, bit of a deflection, but you know still d- deserved. Forrest with a mazy run and a great finish, great link up play with Griffiths, which um, yes. Keith was criticising him for. It was very like um, I, th- I thought at the time. I thought it was very like um, Hooper's set up for. Uh, the Commons goal at Parkhead and yeah, the, the reverse pass, yeah, yeah. where Commons but he gets it almost through, like spinned on on the line and played in, and then I Bartley went on his skating. Um, and then who scored the third goal? What was the third goal Sinclair. again? Sinclair. Sinclair, yeah, Sinclair, that's yeah. right. Uh, so Did you even watch the game. Yeah, oh, Sinclair was the second one. Was it not in Forest? Was yeah, Forest was third. yeah, yeah. Um, so we go in at half time. It was three 0 Could have been maybe a one or two more. Frankly, we had that many opportunities. Um, and then, similar to what happened at the weekend, um, at, during the week, we can see, see two goals within the space of five minutes. Uh, one was a penalty, which was a penalty. Mm-hmm. I, I think we'd all agree. It was a, and I think Brendan Rodgers made, um, you know, came out with the statement that it was definitely a penalty and Liam needs to learn from that, which is fine. Liam's 21, that's fine. You can, you can chalk that up to being... Well, inexperienced, and that's that'll come with maturity and with the uh, game time. The second goal was a fucking joke. What's thoughts on the second goal? Who would you blame? Toure. I'd, I'd actually blame Toure and O'Connell. I th- I think it was a lack of communication. I think the the during the week there was a mix up uh, in the the European game. There was a mix up with Tierney and O'Connell were both. At the wrong side, so Tierney was in the middle, Connell was out out wide, and yeah. then they switched at the wrong time during the f- that phase of play. That that I think is just it, it's just being naive and and inexperienced. So it's also an experience of your teammates because they don't have yeah, played together that of that of much. course. And I think this at the weekend for that goal was almost similar in that 
Toure, I think, didn't have a clue where the boy was, but between Toure, O'Connell and Gordon, I don't think the communication was right, and I don't think they were organised enough. But I still think both instances, I don't think Rodgers will worry too much about it. I mean, you look at it, we've had two, three goal leads and we've let it go, we've let two goals in each time. And that is a worry because everybody, you know, is starting to wonder whether we're going to get the points. But I still think those mistakes are things that can be coached out, things that can be ironed out. I don't necessarily think they have to be coached out because I don't think O'Connell will be playing starting three or four weeks' time. Yeah, okay, and fair, we, fair if, enough. If we bring fair in, enough. if we bring in Sviachenko, um, as you and uh, Sermani made the point at the beginning of the season, um, when I was maybe you know let's not go overboard on Sviachenko, you, you made a good point, and it has stuck with me. You know, Sviachenko was trying to do the, you know, the job of three men last season. Yeah. So you know maybe he was exposed. So hopefully, Turi is a very good reader of the game. Clearly, his positioning's yeah. pretty spot on. Um, and Eric seems to be someone who looks great so hopefully if, if Eric t- do you know the, do you know where do you know where the fear will come the fear will come for me personally if uh, five weeks down the line it's Fiachenko and Turi and we concede that sort of goal that's what that's when I will start going this isn't this isn't an ind- this isn't a th- this is a, a Celtic problem as opposed yeah. to an individual problem yeah but 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 that's that's my point I think even fair enough that the, the center back pairings will change probably but even Rogers been able when they go in and they analyse that game, he can bring that up, and that's a lesson for them. Look at what happened. This is what should have happened. This is what you should do. As opposed to Effie Ambrose having a brain fart and doing something <laughs> stupid, that's harder. Brain fart. That's <laughs> that word. That's harder. That. That's harder. That makes me sick. To that's harder to change, I think. That's, I that's, think that's not something that people can learn from. Because you, you're not going to change F.A. Ambrose at this point. Yeah, but as something like that can be worked on. Yeah, I, no, you may, you, I 100% agree with you. You, you can't... Thanks, man. At 28, you can't coach out someone consistently making individual errors. You just can't. Well, Rogers has done it with Scott Brown in the space of six weeks, so... Maybe you can. Brown, Brown never made errors. Brown, Brown made errors every game. No, there's a difference between bad passing and consistently doing this <laughs> and falling on a, a banana skin that isn't there. Um, what, <laughs> what what's your thoughts on? Shut up. Will you let me ask you, Sermani? I don't know why I said it like that. When we conceded the two goals, were you like nervous, or did you think we'll score again? Um, I similar to Brian. Strangely, I wasn't um, because oh, although we conceded the second one really pretty late, I, I just always thought on Saturday if we needed more goals, we could. We stepped up. I think we conceded those goals through our own laxness. It was almost like we had one eye on Tuesday, which you know they'll say they take it one game at a time, but I imagine the players did. Biggest game in the season. Half half time, you're three now up. You think to yourself, right? Let's try to avoid injury. Let's just slow the game down. Let's just keep possession, which they did relatively yeah. well, I think. Well, that that's it. And I mean, the, the thing is, Rogers consistently comes out and saying we need to cut this out, and I've got faith in him to to kind of cut that down. Although I'm sure we've seen Rogers Liverpool team and defensively that they, they always weren't because of the way he plays. You know, yeah. they weren't always the best. But I'm still confident that you know. We're going to cut those mistakes out. What I'm also confident is, if we make those mistakes, we will score more goals. Yeah, especially in uh, in Scotland, that's the difference. I mean, 
we're constantly striving to get better, and things are working going forward so much that you've got less that well, you've got less worry in it. That's what Christian said about Dyla. He'll concede goals, but he'll score more. That didn't happen. Let's be perfectly honest. But I'm, when you see the uh, Brodgers team, you're confident that we'll do that. You're confident that we'll outscore them. So you're a bit less concerned about the defensive frailties. Um, that's I a, think. I, I agree with you. I think it's a, it's a good point. Brian, um, and this isn't necessarily to do with the, the actual game because you didn't watch it. Good, thanks. I don't know why you're on this podcast, frankly. Um, I joke. Um, it was the 60th odd minute. Uh, this is something I've been quite impressed with with Rogers. He makes substitutions quickly, or not necessarily quickly, just when they need to be made. What I thought was quite an eye-opener for me was he brought on Henderson. Um, he brought on Henderson in a game we needed to win. We were 3-0 up at the time, fair enough. But, you know, we jokingly kept black, kept labelling Henderson as, oh, he's tidy, he's tidy, he's tidy. That's exactly what the game needed. The game needed someone who was going to sit in midfield, be tidy, just keep possession. I think Henderson, you know, is a guy who's going to come in and he's going to play. I think he's going to play a lot more games than we think. I think Rogers is... And Christie as well, he brought Christie as well. Um, before the Happy L game, I think it was, when Rogers was really singing the praises of Henderson, saying he's got a lot to learn and he's obviously still developing, but... The one thing he likes about him is that he always wants the ball. Doesn't matter if he's made a mistake or if he's lost it, he's always there and always wants the ball. Um which is great for what is Henderson's what, nineteen? No, twenty one, I think no, I think he's um, And I I think he will. I think Henderson and Christie will develop really well under Rogers. I think the rest of the kinda those that were around about the periphery are probably going to be moved out in the next week. Yeah. Just like Stuart Armstrong possibly being one of them. I would, you know, I know. Up the road, Stuart. Up the <laughs> road. You agree? Why are you making that face? Because you you say it with such joy, like ha, suck it to me. And I, oh, I just, do you know what? I seen a young Scottish footballer with a lot of potential. I seen a young boy who I thought we could take to the top, and uh, he is a bit shite. <laughs> um, I there's, I think, yeah, Paul. Um, Carling, Carlin messaged and said, um, "Is Gal going to admit that Armstrong was a bit? No, I just don't think he's good enough for Celtic. I, I think there's probably, you know, he probably will have more time to go to a club where there's less pressure on him, and he actually might do pretty well. He'll probably do well at Rotherham when he hooks up with Scott Allen, <laughs> who's apparently had a big hand in there. Was it equaliser or winner? Uh, winner. He set up cracking ball, slide." Slide ball, right? Slide there. rule pass. Slide rule. Love that phrase. And then slide rule Jackson pass. Irvin, slide, slide who rule was pass. another one we missed the boat on, scored for whatever team he's playing for now. Do you know Jackson Irvin is one? Albion, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. two. They wear a yellow strip and all that. Two I, like, two. I like Jackson Irvin. Yeah, I, he's one who I actually think we might have mis, misjudged because he went to County and it was excellent for them and then you go, uh, it's just the SBL, but then you actually see him performing and you think, oh, do you know what? He's actually technically really good. Anyway, it's a shame. Hopefully he does well. Um, best of luck in the future. <laughs> Jackson. Jackson Irvin. Uh, Jackal. What do you think about Henderson and uh, R- R- um, Richie? Christie coming on? Yeah, I mean, the point you were making about them getting game time, I mean, we were 3-0 up. That's probably why. It was like, we'll bring off some of the more important players and bring them on. But but th- them as backup, like Johansson wasn't even in the squad. No, I think it's great, especially Christie. I think we talked about his desire. You can see that he he wants to break into that team. Uh, great finish for great, the goal. Great finish for the goal. Um, you know, you, you want to see him develop. I don't. Let's be honest. I don't think he's ready to be a starter yet. But 
he looks as if he could be uh, in a season or two and if he's given game time under Rodgers fantastic Henderson neat and tidy tidy very tidy tidy. Um, (laughs) Tidy when he first came through I thought I'd like to see him take games by the scruff of the neck Um, it remains to be seen if he can do that but he's the Scottish key Key Soon Young. Oh, interesting. Well, we tidy. Yeah, we don't <laughs> control the ball. So don't need Chavi now. Give it. Well, well, we'll take him in. Uh, it was a, it was a great. Actually, it was uh, for the actual fourth goal. Henderson's ball into Sinclair, who had a shot. Then Christy comes and he gives the eyes to the goalkeeper and hits it the other oh, way. The old eyes. To the old eyes. I mean, I've said that's it. what you do. You go. Well, I see. Because <laughs> it's a podcast, let me just explain what ha- what's happened. Uh, Someone has looked one way and he's hit the ball. The imaginary ball the other way, so it went in. That was technically excellent. By the way, I have to Thanks say your technique's <laughs> really. Oh, they like it. Um, we're we're really looking for Christie to, as as Sermani says, he's not going to be a first team player in terms of consistently in the first team. But um, this game time's invaluable, and the fact he scored the goal, it's good. And I think he's the type of guy who will. Um, soak it all in in terms of what Rogers is telling him. I think he literally will be like a sponge and just he's not going to sit on the bench and moan because I mean he has he's, he broke into the Inverness you know first team when he was sixteen. There are a lot of players who would have thought to themselves you know I've been playing for three years you know you know I should be playing first team football. But he clearly looks like a kid who's down to earth and uh, yeah I'm sure his dad will have said thingy. So I mean yeah. Christy moving forward just happy for him to be part of the squad and Henderson. Yeah I mean Christy I'm. I- I'm a fan of. I mean, I, I was slightly kind of questioning the decision to bring in. Not questioning the decision because I, I, I totally understand it, but a little bit frustrated with Roberts coming in because. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, the glasses. I know. Off. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I'll get to it. Because he's not our player. Are you going to say I'll that? Are no, you going to no, say no, that? No, no. Um, it's he's just, a man of a thousand voices, isn't he? <laughs> It's phenomenal. I think Chris. I think I don't think Christie's really going to get the chance to play the number ten that he, he, was, he really played at Inverness. Yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see if if he if, if he maybe did get that opportunity, you know, in, instead of Roger, because I think I think Tom Roger is the number one ten if he's going to play that way. But I think with Roberts being there and Roberts being you know obviously a class above pretty much everybody else. He's gonna take that he's gonna take that position. Christie's probably not gonna get many chances. Again, with Forrest coming back and Forrest looking as as if I mean, this may not last to Forrest. <laughs> probably but won't he's gonna be he's gonna be third choice in the pecking order. It'll be interesting to see. I know Ro- uh, Rogers did play him out left a couple of times in pre season, if he maybe sees that he could go in there. Um, is back up to Sinclair, maybe play him on the left side. I, I I think he's got a lot to give, but the good thing is he's part of the squad. He's travelling to different countries in Europe. On the bench, he's learning a hell of a lot as he goes along. Yeah, and I think he'll keep his head down and and, and keep kind of learning. If even if he's not getting a lot of game time, I think he's one that will be soaking it up. What I like about Christie and Tierney is you know this the sort of maybe a, maybe a sort of hopefully part of a generation of Scottish footballers who are developing and the word I'd probably use is adaptability Tierney we're going to put you in a back three now okay just what do I do this is what you do see when this situation happens you move here you move there and he's like yep cool know how to do it he's adaptable he can be coached pretty much 
to, to play whatever situation he's suited to. I think Christie will probably be very similar. Right? You want me to play him out wide left? Fine. How do I do that though? Okay, this is what you do in this situation. I think I think they've both got the natural instinct and they've got the natural ability. And if you, they're the type of wee guys that if you coach them right, they will be adaptable. Yeah, you just but, call them wee guys though. They're like wee guys. <laughs> he's, old enough, <laughs> what, he's old enough to do that. Now. Yeah. One one thing I would say Thank though, I think Dyla for you know we're not going to get into what he did and what he didn't do but I think one can, thing if you want one thing that I think he did <laughs> masochist I, I think one thing he did put emphasis on that I don't think a Celtic manager had in, in, in quite a while was chips. signing rid right of the chips yeah the chips Sorry. signing players be, with their personality in, in mind and their their kind of mental approach to the game as opposed to just you know their transfer value or or past experiences at clubs, like signing Armstrong for example. Armstrong, uh, Eric, Christie, these players all are very very keen to learn and take it very very seriously. What I, I mean, I, I I don't know if it's the same for for everybody. I would imagine not, but there seems to be not just kind of stuff can but behind the scenes but I think Dyla and Rogers are very vocal and, and they, they talk about getting a player who fits a certain profile but also one that has a certain approach to the game and a personality and a willingness to learn yeah. which I don't think we've had I don't I don't think managers have really prioritised that yeah he, he loves a character character I love character love character what's your favourite part of um, films uh, Brendan Rogers? characters <laughs> Frank Carson, ah, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, just a couple of kind of stats, just to so you know people won't complain. Sixty-eight percent possession, which is a lot actually. Nineteen shots, but this is the disappointing factor. Nineteen shots, but only five of them on target. Not happy with that, Chris. No, no um, I'd like to get the shots to shots on target ratio. What? See the XG um, line of sight. I'd like that to be better. Somebody needs to plot this on one of those graph things. A map. <laughs> a map, yeah. How often did we get into the danger zone? We had six corners, so technically at least six times. Um, certainly on the highway. Did we take though. any of them short, or did they all go into the danger zone? Danger, danger <laughs> zone. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, I thought 99.9% of that game we were outstanding. The quality of our football in particular in the first half was excellent. I don't think the scoreline reflected the game, if I am honest. I agree. We get four goals, and we maybe could have got another four, which is a huge goal. Damn down, you only had five shots on target, for fuck's sake. <laughs> we'll deal with the stats here, all right, pal? Um, yeah, but as we say, if, if, if Saturday is a reflection of how Celtic are going to play post-European football, it's it's night and day between Dyla and even Lennon. Yeah, God, remember under Lennon when you used to fucking... Uh, well, that, absolutely but I think that's what's going to happen I think that's why these younger or these wee guys as you want to call them <laughs> will get an opportunity this year because there is all going to plan well in saying that we're going to have European football up to Christmas at least one way or the other um, and I think the squad needs to get used um, and the way I think you guys were talking about it last week against Inter Milan <coughs> where it was like a kind of second string but they played uh, in a similar way to the first team um, so if Rodgers is coaching everybody to play the same way I th- I think um, it will be an opportunity for the likes of Henderson and Christie and 
the other guys that, that aren't first choice picks. Yeah, I think that's the point. No, like um, when you bring in the sort of reserves, you know, Martin O'Neill was quite bad for it sometimes as well. You you you'd bring in the reserves and they would just be shit. <laughs> that's why they were reserves, though. No, no, no. My point is, you should have twenty-two players of quality, of equal quality, and therefore, if you do play a big Champions League game or a big Europa League game on the Wednesday or the Thursday. When it comes to the Saturday and Sunday, you should have an equivalent team who can come in. There's no point in having 22 players, 11 of them are great, and the rest of them aren't very good. And that's, I think we're starting to really develop a squad where, you know, you're n- we're never going to be really in a situation where we've got 22 quality players, but see if we've got 16 and then the rest are filled with kids, get involved. The thing with Anil, <clears throat> he always took a long time to trust players. He had these favourites some people would call them but I thought I, I really think it's guys that he, he trusted and it took him time to do that McNamara early on in his reign he didn't really trust yeah but agreed, he, yeah. he came in to he came to a point whereby he learned to and he played him in, in, uh, towards the end of his time Rogers, I don't see that being the case I see him a lot more willing to give guys a chance especially the young kids so I, I think we will be in a position whereby post-European game... I mean, that's almost a cliche, or the post-European hangover. It was if it was expected. I think if you're relying on a small group of players, um, they will be tired of the, you know, the exertion of an away trip or something like that. But if you've got, as you said, a larger group of players who the manager trusts, I think you might find that it's not as big a deal. Okay, here Hopefully. we go. Nor- normally what would I'd do now is I'd go into the... Um... Oh, you look sad. Are you okay? I'm just it was riven. Um it was boring. I'm going so, <laughs> I'm gonna really need to revisit I said, I said riven. I'm gonna I'm gonna integrate some questions at this point so that hopefully we get them all covered. Uh okay, so let's Have we talked about the European game yet? No, that's what I'm gonna do because there's a lot of questions about the European game, so right. we, we can get involved in that. Segway. Um like he, here's an interesting question. This is from uh, Lewis Riley, eighteen eighty eight. Um it's quite under what circumstances Circumstances is it appropriate for a goalkeeper to celebrate a save. Boom, Brian. Every time he makes one. It's <laughs> <laughs> really weird. Oh, oh tips it over the bar. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's that's him doing his job. So I, it's like Griffiths scored on a goal. He's going to celebrate it. So I, every time he makes a save, feel free to celebrate. Full stretch. No one less is like broke out again, and <laughs> the guy's about to fire a shot in. There's rules for this. There's rules for this. You can celebrate saving a penalty, right? Lovely. Then the only other celebration is if the keeper makes a good save, the centre half's allowed to, allowed to skate him in the back of the head. Skate him. You know that. You know what they do. Skate. Well done. Aye. But no. Nowadays, penalty usually. saves. Yes. Anything else? You can know your place, son. Love this. Disagree. Full stretch. Full stretch. Try to keep something in the top corner. Get that celebrated. Ah, but you've tipped it round for a corner, and you're like, "Yeah!" And they might score for a corner. No, this is some. This is Zermani's returning the Skate <laughs> in yes. the back of the head. See if you get a full stretch save. Right, internally you can go. That was no bad. Your centre half comes up, pats you in the back of the napper. That's all the praise you need. But then the crowd's all up, and they're all celebrating, and you're just sitting. Hold on a minute. Pressed. When are we celebrating um, someone tipping a shot round? Right. Ah, you go. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> what? Great save, right? But no. At least game. a wee fist pump. Can we just sort of have a compromise here? No. I say I'd see that as a celebration. I think that's um, I, I fully nice question. I, I fully agree with Sir Manbot. Uh, Mr. Tamsin at Celtic underscore GC. 
Can we assume that De Vries wasn't one of the two signings Brendan Roger wanted in to allow us to compete in the Champions League? Uh, he then goes on to say, central mid and right back are now priorities. I'm unconvinced on Janko. Um, I don't. I don't think what he's. About Janko. Gal, you're unconvinced on Janko these, these days. Yeah, I'm. I'm unconvinced. I don't think he's. As, as we talked about last week, he didn't do anything in that St. Johnson game to make me think. Oh, he's starting to play well. He didn't do anything to make me think there's a problem. But he's a young, young, you know, fullback that we brought in from Manchester United, and um, who was highly won. rated. And you know, he's I, I, hopefully it will come. And I'm, again, I'm not. We're, we're going to give him time, but I'm unconvinced. I think you're starting off from a place of negativity with Yanko. No, I thought Yanko was great when when um, before he got injured, he got what three man of the match performances in a row. Like he, he I, I, am I'm just. Do you know you say this all the time, right? And I don't know if that actually happened. Three and a man of the matches in a row. It might have been one or two. I don't know. <laughs> came for the same I think place. Maybe one. You've done a Delkin had a good twenty minutes. Or so. <laughs> nah, nah, we're right up there. Uh, what, what do you think? Um, do you think that? Do, I don't think we need a right back. Wait, that Yanko. I, I'm happy with Yanko and Lustig's. Yanko and Lustig. Lustig game. Yanko and Lustig rotating. Yeah. The problem with Lustig is, uh, I don't think he's got a leg. <laughs> well, see against Hapoel. I was absolutely amazed by the energy of Lustig, and I've been slating him for but a he year now. Took him off. He took him off. strain. That's why he came off. That's why he wasn't playing on Saturday. It wasn't it so he would strain because he's a crook. <laughs> that, that's the point. People are talking about a left, a, a right back. Sorry, because he's a crook, and Yanko is unconvinced. <laughs> Gal, so is he? Convi- so, is, is he? Is Yanko convinced you? I wouldn't say I'm unconvinced. No, it's I don't. I, I see the point in a right back because if Lustig's fully fit and ready to go, that's fine, right? Yanko, I see positives in his game. Defensively, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I can see why you you would want a right back. See, I I think as well. I, I think the the young boy uh, Ralston is held in high esteem at Celtic. I think if. I, I think with Lustig, Yanko and Ralston, I think that is a three. Well, it's, you, you said McCart, who seems to be in high regard, was terrible for the under-20s. Yes, true, aye. He, he, for that, especially the first half, he, he was, McCart was pretty poor. Um, or but the I, Colts game. Yeah. Yeah. Why did he call them that? I don't know. I don't it seems know. like an American thing. Aye. But the thing is, I think if, if he's going to play three at the back, Lustig fits in well there. If he's going to pay, play four at the back and, and he wants the, the full-backs to overlap, that's where Lustig's going to struggle. Yanko is a better fit there. But I, I don't see it as a priority. I, I, I think it's a position that can wait. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, quite a few questions. Uh, we get one from uh, Bobo Balti. At Bobo Balti. Following the start of the new season and Champions League games, would the panel like to revise their takes on who shouldn't should be sold slash loaned. Uh, we no, I think <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, it's it's a good point. I mean, we we talked about uh, Forest. Well, Forest is signed a new deal now. Um, we also said if you know if if, if, you, if everyone's been listening and get, been getting the the point that we're trying to judge everyone on this season, and that's why we have allowed uh, Scott Brown to continue to play for Celtic, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we have allowed. You know, temporarily uh, for us to play. But, you know, it is kind of a, a, a year's sort of 
from the beginning, let's not judge people on past performances. Uh, still, I'm unconvinced on Connell. <laughs> yeah, Connell's not good enough for Celtic. No. Connell's going to be a decent backup just now, but he's. His distribution is awful. His decision making is really poor. Um, he's good in the air. Aye, he's 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 a big. That, that's the only positive you aye. can say. He's good in the air. He's not. He's not. He's not horrendous. He's not. He's decent. He's, he's, he'll go on to have a decent career. I, he, he's just not at Celtic. I think he's Rogers. Steve Steve McManus. You know, I mean, when he came, when McManus came through at Celtic under O'Neill, you know, you were like, he's okay. It steadily got worse from there on in. But when he came through, you were like, ah, he's okay, but he's not as good as our first choice defenders. And I think. Uh, I think O'Connell could be that for Rogers. Uh Henderson you'd probably keep. <sighs> Neat and tidy. Neat and tidy. <laughs> what are you doing, Lee? Um, no, I was just checking the... I, I like my list of players on the Celtic he's, website. He's, he's checking um, the Hapwell report because he's never <laughs> seen the game. <laughs> Shut your face. Um, I've noticed that the skip is, has been removed, finally. He has been removed from the, the website, so he, he must officially be gone. <laughs> Why? The Celtic website still has Charlie McGrew on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't. Oh, well. oh then it's confirmed. Then it's official. Removed quite a while That's ago, a weird. What's, what's happening, be Chico? He's gone. He's not a Celtic player anymore. Yeah, but he's, he's not signed anywhere. I I have a feeling he's coming back. We don't care. That's that. He's not coming back. I, well, why is he he's not signed for anybody? He's not back in when we're in the Champions League. No, no, no. I have. No, I, 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 I think he's holding out to see if Celtic get Champions League before he commits. It could be in negotiations with a couple of clubs. Blackburn Rovers for certain. Would, would you go there? No, no. But if you've got no other option, would you? Would you not? I mean, there's so much wrong about Blackburn. Just they now. have one, picked up a point in this season. It's own coil in charge. One Two, of our, one of our own. Have you? <laughs> have you been to Blackburn? No. Um, Cumbernauld is fucking Vegas compared to Blackburn. <laughs> it's a shite hole. <laughs> Apologies to any listeners out yeah, there in Blackburn. Blackburn, the new hull. It's the new hull. From yeah. what if you listen to us when we were on the radio, uh, hull. Uh, got quite a bit of abuse and, and then ended up City of Culture yeah City of yeah, Culture so Blackburn yeah but Gold. honestly I heard a, a, a report on the radio from um, about that Hull being the City of Culture and apparently they've not got that many hotel rooms in Hull because who the fuck would want to go and stay in Hull <laughs> so they've had to like start advertising what do you call that when you rent your room out Airbnb Airbnb, Airbnb. <laughs> an appeal to get Airbnb people and said not to worry there's plenty of uh, hotel rooms in the region <laughs> so it's a lovely region listen, if you want to get down to the city of Hull culture whatever they're doing you book, book now that's, that's my advice Sorry, there's uh, just counting there. There's 34 players listed in the first team squad. It includes McCart, Ralston, um, and Aitchison. Three players who are still playing certainly for the Colts team. I think not. Aitchison's um, on loan. No, he's not. No, um, he not. I thought he would have been put on loan actually. Uh, Thompson is on loan and Nesbitt's on yeah, loan. Nesbitt, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but looking at it, I think I, I would kind of exclude them to a certain extent because they're not really pushing for a place but um, of the other players I think probably Ambrose certainly Commons certainly um, possibly Johansson if you could get money for him and if we could maybe sell Shifty and get a, a better quality striker in given his three quality options I think that'd be quite quite a good window. Another um, another midfielder and possibly a striker in an ideal world. I think that would stand us in good stead. 
Um, Martin Friel at Odgen1983, a fellow cynic, he says, Why am I nervous about tomorrow? We'll get to the game tomorrow, um, the, the game on Tuesday. Uh, why am I nervous about tomorrow? Could Sermani's positivity be the root of my fears? I don't like it. Get him telt. Uh, so we'll come back to that. Unless you want a rebuttal, quick rebuttal. Um, I can't help being positive just now, Martin, because... Brendan Rogers is just so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> William at that guy Goldie. Uh, despite Forrest's recent improvements uh, and uh, with his performance, if you were Brendan Rogers, would you still drop him when Roberts regains fitness? Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> I mean, let's let's be perfectly honest. See that goal that he scored. Everybody's going, "Ooh, Pat Roberts does that for fun." <laughs> tell you, I could tell you two better goals that Pat Roberts has scored than that one this season. Even, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to use one for last season, but <laughs> the goal where he cut across the box, Aberdeen, Aberdeen, phenomenal, and the one that he scored against uh, even the Red Imps with the one-two with McGregor, phenomenal, sensational. The guy, let's be perfectly honest, Forrest's return to forms, fantastic. We're all really glad about it. Simply put, Patrick Roberts is a much better footballer. But the two of them will play in the same team, though, will they not? Uh, uh, both right-sided. I think he'll play both of them. Drop Sinclair? <coughs> no, Sinclair will play through the middle. I meant to drop Roger. So, Roger's going to get dropped and Pat, Pat Roberts through the middle. Oh, Sinclair through Sinclair, the middle. Yeah. I think Roger sees Sinclair as a striker I as don't, well. I, I know what you're saying and I don't... It's a nice problem to have, isn't it? Oh, it's a great problem to have. I, I think you might be right as well because Sinclair does drift towards the middle anyway. I mean, that's he seems to naturally. Whether he's been told that, I'm sure if you said to Sinclair, if Roger says, "Look, we want you to stretch the game as far as possible, so you know, go as far wide as you can," um, but you know, naturally, especially at home, he tends to drift in. So you, you could be right, Brian. Um, and as as Thanks. as could could be, I'm convinced I'm right. I'm unconvinced. Uh, Daniel <laughs> McGowan... Um, can we just, before you move on, can we just clarify here, just before I get angry, <laughs> there is nobody here who thinks that Forrest will be better suited to that position than, than Roberts. They're both fully fit. Is there anybody here picking Forrest? Well, nah. To be honest, if, 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 if we've got an entirely fit squad, everyone's ready to go, uh, Pat Roberts is the second name in the team sheet after Lustig. But we all know that, don't we? <laughs> Louis. I'm giving you the opportunity to troll me here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Roberts, Roberts, of course. Although he's he's not quite got the pace of Forrest, he, he goes in the team. Let right. me ask you this, Louis. If if um, <laughs> if, we if you had to drop Forrest, I'm sorry. If you, if everyone was fully fit and you had to drop Roberts or Rogic, who would you drop? And I'm looking for a one-word answer with no none of your wee nonsense. Just one <laughs> word, one one name: Roberts or Rogic. And it was the the in the Champions League group stages, you couldn't actually register one of them for whatever reason. Rogic, you would drop him. Congratulations, Armani, you win. Thanks very much. There's the ceremonial handshake. Uh, and Louie, if you could. Uh, Bow. I've got to do the same. Yeah, shake his hand. Thanks, man. Mark of the man, though, that he shakes your hand. Oh, he's some guy, he's gentleman, handsome as well. However, Roger will be here longer than Roberts. So, yeah. ask him the same question. He'll have more season. of a lasting legacy. Too. Yeah, I don't know. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Daniel McGowan at the DJ McGowan. Tom Roger <coughs> is Celtics Alexei Eremenko. 
Great technique and moments of brilliance, but poor work rate and fitness. Discuss. It's a good. It, it really I just is. I think a, this is an absolute. It's becoming a bit of a fallacy. This is all of the rubbish now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, well, um, sorry, I'll let you go. Away. No, I, 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 He's not happy. I, I just, I just don't agree that his fitness is. Have you seen the guy's legs recently? Jesus, he's got leg day. Every day is leg day for the logic. Um, they're like tree trunks. It's insane. But anyway, I think Rogic has stepped up just as much as other players have stepped up. He's stepped up, if not, if not more. Because certainly last season was the real breakthrough season for him. Um, with some of the goals he scored and the performances he put put in, so he has been. Um, he has been developing quite a lot over the past 12 months but I still don't think people give him the kind of respect that he deserves for it I don't think people really recognise the fact that he has really improved from a guy who everybody had forgotten about wondered what on earth had happened to him injured so much this may be taking him a wee bit of time fair enough He'll get better. His consistency will improve, but I think he's on a pretty damn consistent run just now. And I think in that St. Johnson game, as I said earlier, I thought he showed his stamina. He showed his ability to to bust with pace. But the thing with him is, some players can do that. Forrest, when when Forrest, like the majority of the time when he's been pish, he can run at pace, <laughs> but attacking he, other players to defend. But your he, he, he struggles to control the ball when he's running with pace. Yes. When when Forrest is good, like he was for his goal, he was in complete control of the ball pretty much when he was running at that defender. I think Tom Rogic is when he's busting through, when he is on one of his runs, I think he's on a lot better control of the ball than what the likes of uh, Forrest would be. I he- think, in a nutshell, Rogers wouldn't play Rogic if he didn't think he had the stamina. He's already said he won't have a player on his team that can't run. He, he w- he if he can't run forward, yeah. you need to be able to run he, back. He, w- he, wouldn't be, he wouldn't play him in probably the most important game of the season, which was on... Yeah, last last week, if he didn't think he was good you enough, you made the comparison last season to him being like Raquel me. Yeah, was Raquel me? I think I was the first person to make this comparison, but now it's quite. Was, but Roger, well, you can Louis spawn, you can see it, and you can see him chasing back and getting more involved. And he lasted, he lasted the whole game. And Saturday, you're not going to like my next tweet. Um, oh, sorry, some go. He lasted the full ninety against Mullerwell, and he lasted the full ninety against St Johnson. Didn't last the full ninety against Hapwell. Now. That was a tactical thing, though. I thought it looked as if he was blown out of his ass. I saw that. No, but it was tactics. What what I'll say is that's becoming less of a concern for me because there's enough in the squad at that point. We needed Beaton, right? And I think that was a good a good move when they brought Beaton on. I thought it was a ta- tactical move. move. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tactical. Yeah. Rogic, uh, or <laughs> are you laughing? At? Just because you totally pronounced it differently from all of us. Aye, I always do that because I think I'm right. But I love the way we don't actually know though. <laughs> Tam, Tam R, right? Tam he, Tam Meister General. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. His touch, his movement, his feet are absolutely brilliant. See if he can only give us sixty minutes. Who cares? In, in the massive games, who cares? Because he's a real talent. 
he's a joy to watch. He's close control. Is second only to Mr. Roberts. Of course. Uh, <laughs> but he might have a longer lasting legacy at the club. He, he, just on the last point, he did actually win the ball back a few times against St. Johnson, which was good to see a different side of his game. Yeah, I should have actually read this tweet out before that question. Uh, Thomas Hanlon, friend of the show. Uh, Thomas Hanlon, 81. He was. <laughs> <laughs> until now, until Louis. Rogic, uh, talented, <coughs> talented, but like, but it's like playing with 10 men after 50 minutes. Would you start with Brown, Bitter, McGregor, or include Rogic? I would play with Rogic ahead of McGregor every day of the week. Yeah. Um, I think McGregor uh, is a decent player. Again, he might fall in that bracket of it's too big a club for him. Thing is, I think Rogers sees it. He hooked him um, in the Hapwell game after he's quite embarrassing putting the hand up for offside for their first goal. Yeah, I've said it consistently. He's not good enough for a starting midfield berth for Celtic. Like O'Connell? Ha- aye. Happy enough that he's in the squad. I think he's got an eye for goal. And uh, he'll probably do well in Scotland. But see if you're wanting to go to any sort of level in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I love when these guys add their own sound effects. Because it's usually only me making myself look like a dick. <laughs> um, Matt Rain, the boy Matt. Um, should Roberts remain on the bench when healthy if James Forrest's good form continues or does Paddy take the spot? We've already covered that. Yes, keep we've up. already covered that. Uh, keep up, even though you tweeted hours ago. Keep up. <laughs> uh, Kyle, Kyle Mulholland, um, weekly biscuit choice. Well, this week we don't have any. Hey, biscuits. Biscuitless. Lack of biscuits. Uh, it's a worry. It was. It was a thing for us, you know, the biscuit thing. But, you know, quite recently I've been on and... To be fair, I've not brought any myself. Yeah, I think none have be been there. provided. Well, see, you always get one at Bowd's house. You always get one. That's at because it's once every six, m- <laughs> once a season. It's at Bowd's house. Uh, those uh, what was it? What was it we had the right, last time we were down? Uh, uh, Vegan friendly one. numbers. Oh, lovely. lovely. It does say we coffee. The things you get with coffees and coffee shops. Oh, they're, they, they're really good. They we think. Okay. So. Do you, would you rather be in Bowd's house now than here? Oh no. The magic. We're here for the ambiance. Not the biscuits. Uh, Daniel Miller uh, at Dan Danny Mill ninety five Shinsuke Nakamura or Shinsuke Nakamura, both. Why not both? Uh, Was that his question? Yeah, I posted a picture of a Japanese wrestler called Shinsuke Nakamura today to get. Oh, is that who that? Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Neely Mock um, at Mo Mock Tackle Mocktickle. Uh, Was Brendan Rogers right? Okay, this is yes. an interesting one. Was yes. Uh, Louis McCaffrey, was Brendan Rodgers right to play his strongest team against St. Johnston or should we have kept more players fresh for Hapwell? Uh, I know that was, a, that was a bit of a dilemma. I wasn't quite sure myself what he should do before the game. Um, and to be fair, the way we started and the way we played first half, you would have to say that he was right in what he'd done. Um, and he, obviously he did make three changes in the second half, which is fair enough. Um, it's important for morale to keep winning, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you don't want. To, um, I think it's hard to gauge how much momentum matters when you're not part of the football team. But I think to to Brendan Rodgers and those players, I think having a momentum like that and being able to continue it is a massive thing. I think it can carry you a long way. Yeah. Um, which is maybe kind of difficult to judge from from just being a spectator. But um, so I obviously understand why he done it. Um, and you know the, these players are going to be up for it. This is the, this is the game that every one of those players should be up for. 
Um, whether they, they played 90 minutes against St Johnson, I still think that every one of those players will be going to bed tonight thinking, if I put in a good performance tomorrow, I'm in the Champions League. And that, I think that's a huge, huge yeah. incentive for I, th- I think the point would be, um, and I'll bring you in with your kind of view on it, Samani, um, this isn't November. You know, we're not in, you know, let's say, touch wood, that we make it to the Champions League and we've got a really tough Champions League group. It's not like, th- this is, you know, come that time, then I think you might have to freshen it up for the weekend. If you put a 90-minute shift in against, oh, fucking, let's just say Barcelona away, Barcelona away, 90 minutes, it's a really tough game. You also have the travelling and, you know, the change of acclimatising to the, you know, if it's warm and stuff. Then coming back here and having to go to Perth, maybe you think to yourself, you know what, maybe I do have to freshen up four or five. But we're still at the start of the season. We're still, we're not far off pre-season, considering how quickly we got running. So it was the right decision. Yeah, absolutely. Momentum is important just now because we're still... Sorry, sorry. We've still got to get there. Do you know what I mean? You want to keep it going, you get there, and then once you're in, especially if you've established yourself in the league, you're in the Champions League, you, you can make decisions like that. But right now, it's all about riding on the back of that good form. That Motherwell game, we're going to hark back to that. It's going to be a point of reference. Reference. Thank you. Couldn't think it's of that. It's going to be there. like Dallas Dundee United game. Aye. But we'll, in a good way, though. Yeah, in a good <laughs> way. We, we won't go remember that Dundee United game. What a fucking false dawn that yeah. was, eh? No, we'll use that. That was a turning point. Click. Everyone went... I think I used that. I'm going to do that a lot over this season. Happy with it. Well, I'm right, the sound effects tonight. Right. Yeah. So He's everyone. the jo- like the Police Academy Jones. That's our son, man. That's what he is, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, we're going to call him Jones from now on. Um, uh, Brian, though, I think we've seen under Dyla when we had... Well, I can't, was first season... When was it his first season or was it last season? I can't quite remember. They just Where, blend into one because they were both shit. Um, Jesus. Um, when he Dyla dropped, I think not dropped, but rested eight. We went to Inverness away, rested eight players or something. I think it might have been after Malmo. Rested eight players and we lost. And obviously that's where momentum falls away. So, well, you can, you, I, I take it you'd agree that it was the right sort of thing to do. Yeah, totally. Like, like you said, it is still really early in the season. The players need to get match sharpness uh, as well as anything else. But Rogers keeps harking back to, you know, he's looking at the mentality and having a winning mentality is really, really important at this stage of the season, it's particularly with the games we've got coming up. I mean, uh, Tuesday's game's absolutely huge. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, obviously, we've got... Aberde- we get Aberdeen on Aberdeen, Saturday, and then we've uh, got a break. Aberdeen at home, and then a wee break. And then we've got the newly promoted... Yeah, the team, team that's just come up, so that should be pretty straightforward, but... Um, it'll be there'll be a lot of media attention on it. So yes, Brendan Rodgers is right in absolutely everything he does. Uh, Dave Norwich, um, not that now that Bruni and Forrest are back in form and Effie's been benched, how are you guys going to fill uh, that thirty minutes of our time? That's why we're doing the questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for contributing. <laughs> thanks for that. Thanks for wasting that extra minute or so. I've actually got a tweet uh, that I tweeted in when I wasn't on on the first of August saying Brown becoming more of a problem. <laughs> And, you know, I'm happy to admit I look like a bit of a tadger right now. I for think that we tweet, all you know? do. Yep. But, no, but that's the point, though. I think we all we, we always said we're happy to yeah. look like dicks if it means it's Celtic. Yeah. But we were basing our points solely on Scott Brown being absolutely mince. Yeah. That semi-final, and I've said it, and I'll stand by this. See the per- the performances we're getting now. It's nothing less than we deserve after turning that shift in. I don't care if he was injured. He shouldn't have been playing if he was that gubbed through with his hamstrings. Yeah. So. Yes. This 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 is 
but him back to what he can do. Someone tweeted. I've never seen Scott Brown play like this. Well, like, that's that's a, that's an interesting point because someone tweeted and they get I can't remember. I'll try and find it before we we go off air. But someone tweeted that I've never seen. His tweet was people are saying um, this is Brown back to his best, but I've never seen him play this well. And he got a lot of abuse, like ah, oh, he was brilliant, he was brilliant. And I'm like, no, this is the best we've ever seen him play. I mean, it's, am, it's I, even... am, I, am I wrong? Would you, di- Louis? You, you've got. A, would you disagree? Sorry, Brian. Look, you make your point, but I'll come to you the rest of you for that. Uh, it's a, it's like a brand new player. I've never seen him dominate games like this. Not even just breaking up play, breaking up play by um, like jockeying players or making a tackle, not fouling players. Um, he's moving the ball on. He's making great passes. He's getting forward. Um, and he is properly motivating the team. Um, it, it is, I don't know what's happened. Maybe it is the fact he's had his rest and he's had an operation or whatever, and he is fitter than he's been in a long time. But that, that I don't understand how you can go from not making a 10-yard pe- pass, you know, making a te- that 10-yard... Your pass completion rate being 70% or 60% to 98%, which it was yeah, apparently... And it's not even... Yeah. And it's like proper... Cracking passes, not just sideways or whatever, like through balls, and he's been an absolute revelation. And maybe it is just Rogers has really focused on him, and something's click. Do your wee clicky I don't, thing. I don't think. I don't. I don't think Johnson. I don't think he, he he reached that height at the weekend. He was still completing passes that he probably wouldn't have last season. He gave, he gave quite a few away. Well, I, we were in the pub, and I unintentionally shouted, "There's Brown, Brown, back to type!" Within the first five minutes <laughs> after that bad but pass. He, that, but I mean that first leg. The, the, against Beersheba. Oh, aye, fantastic! I, I mean, a I, different player. He, he scored a goal. Aye, but like, let, let's give. Let's. I mean, did you see the, t- the attempted left foot shot that he got before? <laughs> yeah. But but that was in the. Oh, it was what, unbelievable. What was it? Night. That was late on in the game. I can't remember the minute or whatever. But yeah. he was still driving into the box late in the game. Um, it is like. But it's but like like Forrest though, if if there is a genuine change, we need to see it over a longer period. Yeah, of time. I mean totally. that's that, that's what we all need. We all need to rein in our praise for both of them because you know, come Christmas, let's touch wood. Come we Christmas, want time, to, we want it to be that way, of course. But yeah. I still think I still think that his marquee signing will be a central midfielder. Absolutely, and you know what? I think we've got space in there for one because. See if you can get Brown playing at the level he is just now. His drive, his determination, with someone who can, you know, properly, consistently dominate midfields. That I think they'll complement each other brilliantly. Um, just so you're aware, I just wanted to check this. Um, that Inverness game was in between the Maribor ties, um, which Fuck. was the first season. So. I, I, just after the St. John's, um, sorry, Dundee United game. Dundee United, we spanked 6-1. Then we drew one each in Maribor. Then Inverness, we lost 1-0. Um, and then we lost to Maribor. That's the thing. He rested six or seven players for the Inverness game. Um, I don't know. Actually, I think it was nine players. He it was a whole new... But at that time, we all thought, yeah, he's doing the right thing. But then we lost. <laughs> Fucking yeah, lost at home anyway, so it didn't really matter ultimately. Uh, I've got quite a few questions on the same point. I'm going to... Paul Moody, um, I'm, I'm going to hit these three in a row. Paul Moody, sort of reason. So who's the big name signing once we pump the Israelis and make the group stage? Um, Melbourne boy, yeah, always fun. Uh, Schweinsteiger or Xavi, and then the wee smiley face with the, the, the sunglasses, the cool ones. Yep. Um, and then Davy boy, at big, uh, big Daddy Pedro, 67. <laughs> if we make the Champions League and get the choice to sign either Sva- Sebastian Schweinsteiger or James McCarthy... Who would you choose? Now he's put in brackets, hypothetically, obviously. Um, 
So Manny's raised his hand like the good little boy he is. James McCarthy, without thinking. I think, yeah. I th- right, so what about if you thought about it? <laughs> Who would you pick then? James McCarthy. I, I think the point about Bites Feinsteiger we've mentioned is that he, he looks like he, he he's done. He looks broken. He looked, he looked done before he went to Manchester United. And then we went, oh like, yeah, done, we were done. right. He was done. And then at the World Cup, he literally was hobbling on. But Schweinsteiger's just one of these mad rumours that some Twitter accounts made up. One of those and stupid... Just, aye. aye. And then yeah. everybody we jumps have on a, the We have an exclusive uh, sources. Aye. Absolute bullshit. It's never going to happen. Um, um, James, Mc, James MacArthur seems to be building... That rumour seems to be building James up... James MacArthur. Sorry. You did say a completely different player's name. That's right, why right, right. No, no, I wasn't being a dick. Right. It's just you did right. say a completely different You know who I'm talking about. Who do you about? mean? That James McCarthy or James no, no. MacArthur? No, no, because James MacArthur is probably easier to get than McCarthy. Yeah, let's get McCarthy. It's not as good. Aye, exactly. The boy Evan. The boy for Casamilk. It seems to be... The rumours are building up. There was, I think, the... Mail put up a article tonight about how uh, he looks set to leave because Cumin doesn't want him. It's building up now, chances are he's he'll. I think he's quite highly thought of. He'll have a lot of offers down south. The chances of us getting him, I don't think are, are, are massive. But I think he'd be a good player for us. I think. I think if we were to get him, I, I I'll be honest, right? See when I, I remember when he when he obviously burst through at Hamilton and then he went to Wigan and he was great. He's not impressed for Everton. He's very, he's very inconsistent for Everton. I was speaking to an Everton fan at the weekend. He's very in, inconsistent for Everton. He's not a bad. A proper Everton fan right. or some guy? Everton fans rated Duncan Ferguson. Yeah. Who it's probably played legend. six good games in his entire I, I, career. Do you know what? I do, would I take McCarthy? I would. It depends how much money, though. I'm not he's in his last year's contract. I think I had heard it be around about five million. We're not getting him for five million. He went for... What did he go for? He's got a year Bro. left. Cumin Co- okay. wants rid of him. <sighs> I, I, I don't think you. I think. I think it's. How much would you pay for? Eight million quid for Except a Premier League. Would pay that? I would for a Premier League player who's still got. You know, we, we're not getting him when he's at the end of his career. He's what, 25, 26, I think. Somewhat. I think in Scotland he would be terrific. Obviously, I think that his inconsistencies in the Premier League doesn't mean anything. I mean, look at Scott Sinclair, right? Um, but yeah, I, th- I think he would be. A, he would be a great. Set. It's not going to happen though. Let's not even. Let's not even. What's going to happen is if you look at. Rogers Lee's signings the players will get in as players that Rogers has worked with before that's Lucas, all Lucas, it's going to be Lucas from I, 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 wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily mind it but at the same time you're not into oh, it I'm not into that man no, oh. no, 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 it's no, a croc it's alright man what he's a croc he is a, that's, a, that's a good point he has another croc James McCarthy 1st of September happy with that aye well, the day after the transfer window closes. <laughs> he did. Comes up for first, a wee visit. <laughs> see his man. First of September, come back to me and go, how did that work out somewhere? And hmm? I'll go. Are you talking about round your bit? Because you live right beside Casimog, don't you? And no. <laughs> You've come. Yeah, I do. But I, I don't expect him to see him round my bit. I expect him to be a Celtic player. Are you serial? I'm serial, <laughs> yes. I'm Coco Pops, yes. He did, he did, the, he did the wee uh, surf guy thing as well, the... What do we call that? Lionel no, Messi celebration. No, no. What I was saying is Ronaldinho. Come, Ronaldinho. Come first of September. You know, you can call me in that one. James McCarthy will be a Celtic player. We can, ex- number- we can exclusively re- reveal a feeling. that uh, it's a feeling. It's based on nothing. <laughs> Chris Armani has confirmed for his. No, no. I genuinely, honestly, I'd, I've got a feeling that McCarthy will, will, will come. I don't know why. It's 
we don't have any sources or any of that shit. <laughs> I just, I just think that he'll come. Um, Kyle at Kyle Mulholland. Actually, hold on a minute. Do you think there's any other sort of players out there that we could possibly get? From I know it's easy just to spring that on you, but is there any central midfielder that is gettable who isn't doesn't fall in the bracket of? Because as we said about what was it, Brendan Rodgers was quoted as saying that he doesn't want a number, t- he doesn't want a central midfielder who can't run. He doesn't want to bring in someone at the end of his career, even though they might bring an experience. He's not going to make a marquee run, player just for the sake of bringing in a marquee player. So like Lescott or something. What we'll do is we'll go, Javi, mind you said that about us, and he'll go, no, and we'll go, we'll pretend that you did, <laughs> and then he'll sign. What about, um, what about now... Steve Gerrard? No. Well, Frank Lampard? Why, I, I think he'd do it up here. I'm, I'm just... Qu- I'm Aye, not, but we don't want someone just I to do it. No, no, I, I was just going to name marquee signings <laughs> yeah. who can't run, yeah. even though Roger says... You, you just you just said it five minutes ago. Javi? Don't, we don't have any sources, we just make stuff up. <laughs> no, we don't make stuff up, we make suggestions. Suggestions, yeah. Okay, moving Based on. Based on our sources. Uh, this is for you, Louis. Liam Mc, Mc, uh, McLaughlin. Uh, when slash will Neil Lennon uh, get over the fact he's left Celtic and uh, never get a better job and focus on hips? He never will. Quick. Did he, was he come, did he come out and slag Dyla? For oh, some he slagged the shit out of Dyla, yeah. Why, why? I don't... I hear, I've seen a headline or something. No, I know that, but what, what was the context? Did someone I, ask I, him? I, I, didn't, just, I didn't see the... Um, I am assuming it because I listened to his sort of special on Sports Sound, and he talked about he he sounded like a footballing dinosaur. He talked about how everyone thinks there's this uh, magic wand that when just because you change diets and you change tactics that everything's going to be successful and uh, everyone you know it's, you're going to go up a level. But it, there, there's no magic wand out there, and and I just like man, you just sound like you're making excuses and. Fair play if you're going to, I guess you all, everyone has to defend themselves, but you're not actually defending yourself with anything that's, you know, actual based in fact. So he slagged Tyler? And any slag Tyler. If we're going to be honest, he's probably still in a position to. Oh, no. I'm, based on what he done. No, I just don't think, I don't like um, someone slagging another co- another player no, in, in, I mean, in his profession. I mean, he still won two leagues. It was, it was, it, I was, just, I, it just comes across as cheap and bitter. Snidey, snidey. Yeah. I'm being snidey about Dyler because I'm trying to fish for Christian here, do you know? Yeah. But what I'll say about Lennon is what I, I found pretty... I mean, see the way he was touting himself for the job mm. again after Dyler left? It was worse than Mark McGee. Remember he got the Aberdeen job and his face was tripping him? Aye. I mean, he'd probably got a Celtic tie already and he was desperate <laughs> for... I mean, he was totally touting himself and why... He's a manager of Hibs. Why on earth he's got any reason to comment and dial on? And people will say, well, people ask him about it. We'll just change the subject. He's so willing to talk about his time at Celtic, which, don't get me wrong, it, it, it comes... There's two ways of looking at it. Um, he was a massive Celtic fan who landed his dream job at... No, actually, do you know what? You're the man... See if, see if Brendan Rodgers kept talking about Liverpool the way that Lennon's talking about Celtic while the season's on and while Hibs are go up and down in terms of actual um, results. I'd, if I was a Hibs fan, I'd be like, uh, can you focus on us for fuck's sake? Uh, oh, okay, here's an interesting one and this is something that I actually was thinking about um, at the weekend. Will Lee Griffiths top Henrik Larson's total of 242 goals? Uh, this is from Paul at, at Green and White Hoops. I think he'll break 100 this season and banning injury, um, he'll go on to hit the 242. Thoughts? I think he's on about 73 goals. So um, He could very well hit 100 this if I could get 30 this season. 
if he's played oh, the way the form he's in just now. It's a big ask. I mean, he got forty last season, ten less. <laughs> so what? Well, let's take for instance. No, 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 seriously, right? And I'm not slagging Griffiths here. His form. Do you know what? It's actually improved from last season. His all round play. You know. Talking so about the all round play is fantastic. You know? See the way he dinked the ball over for Sinclair in the Hapwell game, um, the knockdown for Forrest. Some of his heading of the ball has been the, super the unbelievable. Is Larson esque now? Like the height he's getting yeah, up the, is phenomenal. Yeah, the timing is, is excellent. He's really improved that area. But let's make let, let's use um, Chris Commons as an example because I know you love Chris Commons. But one season, I think he came in and scored what thirty odd goals, thirty two goals, goals, I think, and so. then. Was it the next season? Six. Aye, six. And then one season he scored one single goal for us. And that was against Rangers. He scored. The, the, that's the thing about Commons. I mean, great season, inconsistent, great season. We need to see Griffiths do this. You know, let's just wait and see, right? Is he capable of scoring 40 goals again? Yes, but we don't know. Let's not start talking about him beating Henrik Larsson's record. But you've seen Griffiths in the European games. This, he looks like a totally different player. Griffiths in Europe's been generally pretty poor. Whereas That's last week, he was, he was phenomenal. He, he, pro- he was like a proper front man. Like Freddie Mercury or something. Uh, Louis? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, he's, again, another one who's developing all the time. It's just uh, some of the headers, uh, as Brian says, the height he got up. Some of the headers, though, it, it wasn't just getting up and getting up high. It was the accuracy of his passing. From his headers, I mean, you, you'd be mistaken for thinking he was jumping up and handling the ball and throwing <laughs> it to the player. He was that accurate sometimes. So it's great to see him uh, bringing those sides of the, his game in. He's pretty much got everything, Griffiths. He's adding his heading ability. He's got pace. He's dropping a bit deeper, getting involved in things uh, quite a bit more under Rogers. Link, link up with that goal it's, was sensational. Yep. So if he keeps on like this, why not? Just, just in... And I, I'm not going to use stats because stats are for Scandinavians. Um, that somewhere Griffith stats. This is his fourth season at Celtic. The first season, 14 games, seven goals. Second season, 41 games, 20 goals. And obviously last season, uh, 51 games and 40 goals. And he's already got six goals in seven games this season. So I I do agree with you. I think there there seems to be a. Celtic fans are very quick to to, to put on the rose tinted glasses. Now I'm not saying that's what's happening with Griffiths. All I'm saying is we're only six or seven games into the season. Let's watch it, enjoy it, but making grandiose statements. Let's, I, I, let's just let's just chill out. Just is now. it beyond the realms of possibility? No, but what's the point in putting that tag on his back? Putting the greatest centre forward I've ever seen in the flesh. If we're being perfectly honest, Henry Larson. Let's wait a bit. Let's not compare them to him. Um, Cali at Cali one zero zero nine. It's an interesting one, and this leads into you know what we can get kind of preview of uh, the game. Would you guys let Lee Griffiths start in Israel, or would you keep him on the bench uh, as a, sort of an insurance, like if we need goals to bring him on and he can come on freshen up and start? I'd start him. I think Celtic will just go for it over there. Um, Are we getting to fear from these guys? Uh, do you know? Despite the score, they were a decent team. That was a game I did see. I was at. Um, but no, Celtic will, like, Rob Rogers keeps saying he's a risk taker. Celtic will go for it over there. They'll start their strongest team and they'll score a couple of goals. Gents? Do you know what? I'm, this isn't negative. Here, I'm going to back you up. 
I've got a feeling I'm going to back you up. <laughs> it's nowhere in the realms of possibility that we we could go over there and end up 2-0 down after about 10 minutes. Just because I think we've still got defensive frailties. That's why I'm not saying we're through. I mean, I know we've got a three-goal advantage. However, what Brian says about us scoring over there, I'm, under, I'm, I'm completely convinced that we'll score over there. Uh, that's the difference. I don't. You don't think over there it'll be difficult to get goals. I don't think we'll not score over there, but at the same time, I don't think we'll not concede. Blue ball. Um Yeah, I, I'm not as super confident as maybe possibly I should be with a, with a three-goal lead. Um, but I can agree with Samani. I, I think I think we'll score. I I can't see them scoring three goals without us scoring. I can't see that happening. But at the same time. Knowing how Celtic make things difficult for themselves, knowing how we made it difficult for ourselves, it's just in, being a Celtic fan, is in, in the first <laughs> leg, I think I I fully expect them to score within the first ten minutes, and it's whether Jesus, I do, I just do. I, 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 I have you transferred all of your negativity <laughs> yeah. onto him? It's gonna, it's, it's right though. It's I, gonna be I, a big test for us mentally. We've. We've looked as if we he's he's developed us in that area, but this is the, this is the big test because you're at a point where you have a clear advantage, but there's still a doubt. You're away from home. You did concede a couple of away goals. What do you do? I don't know what you do. I don't know if we should be going for it. That's why Rogers changed it at three two when he was saying. I'd much rather try and get more goals to take over there than just defend that lead, and that's why I think he will start. Really positive over there. That's easy to do at home. It, we had to get those two goals. When 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 they scored their two goals and we got a fourth, I'll be honest, I didn't celebrate that fourth goal because I was raging Did at you celebrate I, any I, Craig I, Gordon I, saves. But I, I was raging at the fact what saves that <laughs> I was raging at the fact that we let those two goals in. And for me, we had to score two more goals to to counteract them, or else I wouldn't have been happy. But we got them, which is great. But I don't. I don't think you can go with the attitude of we're going to attack, attack, and 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 try and. But score. that's how Rogers plays. That, that's I know, what he'll do. and and to, you've got to play your your advantages, of course. But Strength. I think we maybe have to be pragmatic. It, I pretty much guarantee Rogers won't go over there and set up defensively. He'll go any other attack. Def- not defensively, but streetwise, and think we don't need we don't need to score in the first ten minutes. But there's a different. There is a difference between feel your way into it. There's a difference between um, attacking and being streetwise. Like you don't you you can be smart enough to hold the ball, um, but not necessarily do it in a defensive way. Like, we did that really well against St. Johnson for the majority of that second half. We weren't particularly defensive, but we weren't pushing too far. And that's why someone like Henderson was good, because he was tidy on the ball. Yeah. Um, but no, like, as long as we keep... Posi- this, this Celtic in Europe, ever since I've been watching them, um, when I was a wee guy, um, and, and the thing that used to always annoy me is uh, when we had Hartley and Robson in midfield, um, who were really both good with the ball at their feet, really good passers... You would you would watch a game, an SPL game. They would play, have the ball at their feet, very rarely give away possession. As soon as whoever they're playing of in Europe, they give the ball away. It's a mentality thing. Celtic away in Europe, it's mentality. But I think that's obviously with Brown being in really good form, bit on retaining possession very well. If they are both in form, we just need we don't even need to attack. I'm not saying we shouldn't attack when we get the opportunity. What I'm saying is just as you said, Louis. 
feel the game out, sound the game out. There's no need to go gung-ho, but there's also no need to sit defensively. The, the thing about it is, is well, one thing I want to say as well, I've got a vision of Louis not celebrating <laughs> Dembele <goal. laughs> just, just sitting there, and Dembele scores, I fucking just as well, do you know what I mean? Well, that's literally what it was. <laughs> but over there, it's, you commented in the WhatsApp saying I didn't think they'd come and sit defensively, but I think largely they did at Celtic Park. I thought they, they tried to set up so that you know they would be difficult to score against but we cut them open with our play. Do you know what I mean? I think the difference is, the mentality is, they need to score. They need to score at least three goals, right, over there. So they're going to come at us. And I don't think, I think with the extra space, the pace we've got, do you know... Expose them? I, I, I don't think that there's... That we're going to have... Christ, I nearly said something too positive there. <laughs> I don't think that we're not going to have a lot of opportunities to score goals over there tomorrow night. Now, as Louis said, and, and, and I'd said, there's every opportunity they'll come at us and we'll press the panic button, do you know what I mean? I don't rate their keeper, so that's so he's clearly going to have a man-of-the-match performance, but still. But the idea that we don't score over there, I, I can't see it. The, the longer the game goes now, now, the better for us, in terms of, obviously, at, at this point we're going through, but for them, as Samani says, they have to score three. If they go... 30-35 minutes and it's still nil nil. they become more desperate in their play which is exactly what we can capitalise on um, I just want to because we're right at time um, Eamon O at Eamon O great show boys quick question we have a half decent team what fantasy signing uh, should slash could we buy Hail Hail from Hobart let's just say in fantasy signing Sir Manny anyone in the world let's just say who would it be De Rossi really yeah cool Brian <laughs> Do you watch football? Are you going to be an American footballer? Yeah, Gigi Watt. That'd be really good. Is that an American yeah. thing? Yeah. Well, if it's anybody, you just Gigi go for the best player. Messi, Ronaldo. Lionel Messi, of course. <laughs> Why are you saying it was such... You just put the best player in the world. Do you think Messi's going to get in front of the team in front of Griffiths? Or Pat Roberts, for that matter? <laughs> Come on, you. Uh, because literally we're at... I know, but I, we didn't even get to sell teams. You we're took, go, us, away going, from, going you took us away from the preview chat to talk about something. We didn't, actually, we didn't actually really talk about the yeah, the, the first leg. You know, we just went, yeah, like, that, stuff happened. We've done loads is, of Twitter questions. This, this has been a question and answer, pod. Yeah, yeah, anyway, the Kaiser's not been on form tonight in terms of <laughs> you know, structure to this thing. <laughs> Hashtag shared. Um, Slate, 90 asks, who is the Samoa Joe of the podcast? Well, that's Chris Bowd, of course. Who's the what? Doesn't matter. Right, okay, so <laughs> when we're going towards the um, this game on Wednesday... It's tomorrow. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. We all know the team we're going to play. Uh, that's why I've not really thought, well, well, what's the team? We always have lots of questions and we never answer them all. So we've, for once we've answered, except Martin's, Martin Friel. And not Martin, sorry, um, Keith sent some in, but fuck that guy. Um, a hard G. Uh, <laughs> you know, see, when he, before he came on the pod, we would answer these questions. That was fine. See, now he's on. But a tough love. Aye, tough love. Get in the queue. Get, I like that. <laughs> uh, Louis, how do you think it's going to go tomorrow? Uh, what's your prediction score-wise as well? Um, I think I think we're in for a, a bit of a roller coaster again, to be honest. Um, Would you have it any other way? <laughs> no. Um, and I think uh, I think we could. I think it might actually be a draw, a score draw. Um, I don't know what score draw. It depends how much pressure they put us under. But that's not a prediction, man. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. If I if I <laughs> if I had to say two two, 
Okay, concede to score two. That's two each. Uh, Sermani. <laughs> See what you're going to do is predict a score and then he's going to just clarify what it's going to be. Hapwell Bear Shiva one. <clears throat> Celtic three. I'm going to go with that scoreline as well. So am I. Fucking dick. What? Yes. You did that yeah. last week. I said 4-0, bitch, by the way. Hey. <laughs> nowhere hey. near it. It was nowhere near 4-0. kind of near it. And then you went, oh, 5-0. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I said five. Celtic would score five goals. Technically, there half was, right. There, there, was, there was no glory in that prediction. No credibility. So, Brian, you're going to go 3-1. 3-1, yeah. I think they're a decent team, but I think Celtic... I think we would, all, we'd all, we'd, we'd all play Sinclair Roberts... Um, Griffiths, Rogic. No, oh, I wouldn't play Rogic. I think he might drop Rogic for beating. I know it's. Uh, I I wouldn't play Rogic, and I wouldn't risk Roberts. So it turns out we all pretty much have teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Striker wise, Griffiths. Yeah. Yep. Or yep. Dim- Um Do you know? Because of how they played in the first leg, I would like to see us play two up front against them. But I still I don't think he will because he, he likes to have three in midfield. So I can't I can't quite see that happening. Uh, but yeah, it, w- it would probably be Griffiths ahead of Dembele. Uh Forrest and uh, Sinclair White. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh wait, Brown Lustig. Um, sorry, Brown uh, Bitton. And who's your third one? Is it so? You're not Roger for you, no? No, I I, I probably wouldn't. I think if. I, I I could see us possibly playing more on the counter attack than what we usually would, um, being away from home. And if that was the case, I think having Sinclair and Forrest in the wide areas, uh, with their pace and and Griffiths obviously because you, you really have to play Griffiths, I think that would be enough. Um, I th- who's your third uh, midfielder? Middle of the part, I th- I, th- I think you possibly revert back to McGregor. I, d- I don't think you put Armstrong in. Well, McGregor started the first leg, didn't he? He did, yeah. Between. I don't think you'd put Mc- Armstrong Mc- in. Armstrong's not been in the last two squads. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think you would play suddenly play Johansson. Um, so I think it would have to either be McGregor or Rogic. And I, and I think just for this particular game, just to see how the first half goes, I'd probably play McGregor and at least you'll get Rogic as backup later on to bring on. So man, but rebuttal. No way. Absolutely. I'm see everything you said there. <laughs> <laughs> you almost done another sound effect there. It was like bubbling away. It's Sam Meister has to start. There's no way you play McGregor. And I, I, and to be perfectly honest, Rogers Rogers hooked him. <laughs> Not didn't dig him. But he took him off against uh Bersheva and then he didn't feature um against St Johnson. For me Tam Tam starts. Again, point I made See if you only get sixty minutes out of them, they'll be golden, right? <laughs> then if we're, we're through at that point, you can bring on. Which is <laughs> for a run of it. Because that's the thing, though. If we are counter attacking, um, you have to play the right ball at the right time, yeah. and that's exactly what Rogic would do. So I would be inclined to start him as opposed to bring him on. Brian, would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree with that now. Alright, cool. That's just so you don't want to add anything else now. No, I, I would go with that. I would start Brown and Beaton, and then you are, it's between McGregor and Rogic, and I would start Rogic. Are you going to watch the game <laughs> tomorrow? Yes, I am. Uh, okay. Defense. Brian Murray, final sort of tweet. Oh, we don't have a defence. Isn't Brendan Rogers? 
Is it Brendan Rodgers just doing everything Ronnie Dyla said he'd do? Attacking, aggressive, pressing football? Pretty much. Yeah. I bet you can see it with Rodgers very, very quickly. But with not just a plan A. Uh, to make uh, his plan B is to make plan A work, you know. Uh, <laughs> shut up! They sound more like a stereotypical Dutch, Dutch guy. guy. <laughs> brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, that's us. Uh, we're we're past. We've went past our time. Um, what yeah. does this mean? Podcast upload. I'll talk to you about that later. All right, cool. Um, okay, so predictions are done. Any other comments you want to make? Uh, we've got Aberdeen. Oh shit! We should have done a preview Aberdeen. <laughs> Oh, aye. I could pump Aberdeen, that's fine. Yeah. There's a, there's yeah. A preview there. Honestly, you've, you've got a, a male when it comes to the structure of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. we're writing stuff down as well. You've, is that unless that's just doodles? You know, I don't know. Let's talk about the St. Johnson game. Let's talk about the you European game. You wrote it down really? Yeah, I've not been in the best of form today, I'll admit But that. hey, we've all said, we've all predicted that Celtic will be in the Champions League next time. We're, we're so on there. Let's, let's hope. Uh, we can talk Next week we can talk about the Aberdeen game because we probably won't want to talk about this game anyway because if it's either, either we'll be through and we'll talk about the prospect of the Champions League the or draw will be made, why not? we'll be in the Europa League. Yes. Draw Friday, is the draw yeah. made on Friday? So next or week, is it Thursday? Someone said... Uh, I don't quite know, I think it... Somebody was saying that they thought it was Thursday uh, this time around. Oh, Europa League's getting Usually played always Thursday, a Friday. So what Europa League qualifiers are Thursday, so it can be a Thursday. Uh, yeah. So next week we'll talk about uh, Aberdeen and the fallout from that match. Um, yeah, any other comments or points you want to make? I think your mayor is because you didn't start off by calling yourself the Kaiser this week. Uh, that's probably it, yeah. Because I think that starts off and gives you confidence. Gives me confidence, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm my own Brendan Rodgers, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, thanks for that, Brian. I really appreciate that. Good tip. It's no problem, Chris. Uh, Brian, it's, as always, it's a pleasure. You've been on the podcast at least three times this season. I'm on a roll, man. That's and great. we're only in... Almost, not even it's in because September. there's no negativity this year. Yeah. See, last season, I just... Uh, the vibe is wrong. The vibe... Wrong but now this man's like, God. So man bot. Fight the power. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Louis. I believe. I believe. Love it. Love it. What's uh, that saying in your t-shirt? Is it Vilnius? Yes, it is. It was a present from Lithuania. I thought that was a Celtic t-shirt. <laughs> With like players' names. It's because it's green and white. Yeah. Who, was, who was in Lithuania? Lithuania? A family member. You don't need to give their identity. <laughs> yeah. Why were they in Lithuania? That's a bit random. Uh, for a christening, actually. Oh, right. Lithuania? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Most people go to you, like, I don't know, Crawford or something. Ah, the chapel was shut. They had to go to Lithuania. Let's go to Lithuania. Are people doing Christians abroad now? Catholic ceremony? Uh, you don't know, do you? I don't know, mate. Because not a lot of people go and get married abroad and stuff. Is doing Christians abroad, is that going to be a thing now? If you have relations in Lithuania, <laughs> yes, apparently it's... Is this part of your thing. stand-up act, Brian? That you're, you know, um, remember in the old days when you never used to go abroad for Christmas? Uh, <laughs> oh, it was for a Christians? genuine question. What's all, these, what's all these bloody foreign christenings? Hey, hey, oh, here we go, oh, I'm wacky. <laughs> Take my wife. Take yeah? my wife. <laughs> She's doing a, he's doing a... Do your golf joke. <laughs> that's not a joke. There's, that's no, con- there's no context to it. There's but no it's context. really funny. It was actually hilarious. I spit out my... Um, Whatever you had in your mouth at that point. Let's just leave that to the imagination. Uh, currently single, so <laughs> also heterosexual. Just what heterosexual? Not that there's anything wrong with that. We're we're, we're pro. Yeah, I should probably edit this bit out. I won't. Uh, we love everyone. Pro gays. We embrace pride the world. weekend at the weekend. Yeah, pride. It was. We yep. have pride, and uh, yeah, good. Everyone's welcome. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, welcome. <laughs> you sound like an awkward dad. Everybody else is like, yeah, we, we stand with our gay and lesbian brothers and sisters. No, you are like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we don't mind that world, you know. <laughs> yeah, as long as they stick to themselves, it's absolutely <laughs> bloody fine. No, of course, I'm, well, of course we're only joking. Um, so, yeah, follow us on Twitter, at 90 Minute Cynic. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 90 Minute Cynic. We're on Spreaker, speaker.com slash the 90 Minute Cynic. Um, look at us on iTunes um, if you type in 90 minutes in it you'll be able to find us um, if you could rate the podcast 5 stars would be terrific um, two this week <laughs> I'd be surprised if this is a 1 to be honest this is this is the culminations of all my fucking nightmares over the last <laughs> 6 years it's very rarely has it just been <laughs> do a sound effect <laughs> It's funny because it's, <laughs> it's like a, it's like the guy for Police Academy's in the room. It is like, it's like Jones. Um, everything has I went wrong. <laughs> we'll chalk this one up to experience. Um, this is the Liam Henderson podcast. Neat <laughs> tidy. Performed no, a job. We we did a job absolutely. Um, so f- if you could get us on, if you're on iTunes, please subscribe and leave a comment. I've been Chris Gallagher, and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you down the road. Yeah, I got a-